disappointing 2020 comedy, Like a Boss, starring Tiffany Haddish, Rose Byrne, and Selma Hayek. Why is dream sex way better than real sex? Because they come when you want them to. Girl, that is so true. When I'm done, they done. Hello. Never think about all the stuff we've done and wonder how we did not die. It's not a real hair. It's, it's a cultural thing. We are two badass queens like those bitches who raised Wonder Woman. We've worked our asses off. We've opened up our own store. We're winning. We're $493,000 in debt. What the? Walk into the room. Now pay to Mia Carter. I'm Clara Luna. I am going to invest $1.7 million on you. We would love a million dollars. But in my experience, business and friendship don't always mix. You don't have to worry your pretty little head. My head is not little. It's just that my breasts are humongous. If you want to be a businesswoman, you're going to have to act like a boss. You have to fire him. What? Don't hate me. Hate Mel. It was her idea. What? What is it? Hey, hey, witness my tragic moment. Clara Luna is introducing a new product at her launch party. She just wants to steal our ideas. We gonna break this bitch's back. Baby, I owe you. Y'all don't get Clara Luna down here right now. I'm gonna jump. She's crazy. She will jump. Oh, oh, I'm so Come glad on. I be planking. I'm sorry, white lady, if I die on you today. You gonna give us our company back. <laughs> I punched that bitch in the face. I would marry you if I was in the coochie. It's going down for real. Today's episode of Paid and Puke, we're talking about the 2020 film Like a Boss, directed by Miguel Arteta and written by Sam Pittman and Adam Cole Kelly, and it's their first screenplay, and it shows, <laughs> and it's about two childhood friends, Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne, who are now in their 30s, and their friendship is strained when a wealthy entrepreneur, played by Salma Hayek, purchases their failing makeup boutique. We're here with Amy Green. Hi. <laughs> Christina Barr. Hey, guys. And me, Jessica Baxter. Let's talk about Like a Boss. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> uh, I thought it was okay. Just okay. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was just okay. I thought so, too. There were some funny moments, but yeah, it was a weird story. A lot of the comedy didn't... But I feel like it was on one of those weird new networks that you can't really watch unless oh, you... I don't know where you could watch it exactly. It's so hard to watch TV oh, now. <laughs> but anyway, so why not just let Danielle Sanchez-Witzel write her script from her own idea? Right. I don't know yeah. whose idea it was to be like, instead, let's have these two first-time men write this movie. Right. I mean, on one hand, it's like, well, that's nice that they want to write a movie about women friendships and the makeup business, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... That's nice. Sure. I mean, that's good. That's a good review. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Other than that, he was ably backed by Stone and Jeff. And 
drummer Eddie Vedder. I mean, that's good. That's a, that's a good review. A compliment for us is a compliment for you. There's always a singles quote for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I think the leads are very good, very strong. You know, yeah. Tiffany Haddish and Roseburn are really great. I love them. The story was just not that, I was not that interested in like this makeup business. It was kind of nonsensical. Salma Hayek, mm -hmm. the evil makeup lady. <laughs> <laughs> what? She's like, like, so she does, she buys businesses to just, them, it seems right. Like, like she paid off their half a million dead and then made a product like there's I'm like, I don't really even get what is yeah. happening. I don't think it was a totally well they're like, Oh, we we saw your online sales and they're first of all, like you how would they no, even you didn't. know? Yeah, how did you do what that? Your right. First and of like, all, yes, right. And then they said you made twenty thousand last month online and it's like that doesn't seem like a good investment to buy out a half a million dollar debt to get right. like a place that makes twenty thousand a month. So that part was like, okay, but their that's... overhead must be more than twenty thousand since they're yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, so yeah. and they've got Billy Porter like crushing the eyeshadow in the back one by right. one. It just didn't seem like a good business decision on her part. And then it was like this woman who has this grudge because her best friend. They had a falling out, so she wants to ruin friendships. So she, right. right. like she wants to destroy friendships. She's made it her personal yeah. mission to destroy friends who are in business together. As a like, it doesn't make any sense. Right, <laughs> but that, yeah. and it makes now that you say that the writers came from television. If you remove Selma Hayek's whole thing, then it's like a decent sitcom premise: two women in their thirties who have a business together instead of having the family and kids path right. and so it seemed like okay this is our premise which would be a firm I would watch a show that was Tiffany Haddish and Rose I mean yeah. I say I would watch a show I never watch anything but like, <laughs> and then it was like well it's a movie so we have to have some conflict that can be resolved at the end of the movie so they had this Salma Hayek thing mm -hmm. you know that just it didn't make any sense like sometimes something is not so much a plot as a situation, which is right. what's a television. Sitcom. Right, but no, I mean, well, that's, that's the totally different, yeah, right. like sometimes I notice that in fiction a lot because I read a lot and it's like, this is not a plot. This is just a situation. Yeah. You know, so Salma Hayek mm. makes it into a plot, but at what cost? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Right. She's kind of cartoony. I didn't understand her thing at all, her aesthetic. She... In an interview, was quoted as saying she was going for a drag look. Uh, let me see if I can oh, find her yeah. quote. She says, I wanted to be in drag for this one. I love the celebration to make yourself like a work of art to go with the fantasy of beauty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is what drag is. Is It's like a fantasy. I mean, it is a fantasy of beauty, and it's yeah. always hyper real. But to be a person who lives that way, like drag queens don't live that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's their character for stage. They don't live that way every day. And then I just didn't even understand the teeth. It's not like Salma Hayek <laughs> has like notoriously bad teeth. Why did she have these weird veneers on top of perfectly fine teeth that were oh, like... I didn't notice that. You didn't? Well, I mean, I she was know. having trouble saying lines sometimes because <laughs> oh. they were sticking out of her mouth. the fierce <laughs> the thing. Thing. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if that was just because she couldn't say... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Fierce. Fierce. Tiring. Unexpected. Accelerating. That's fierce. Can you be fierce? Uh huh. Yes, yes, we can certainly try. 
Which I kind of liked that. That is a drag queen kind of thing yeah. where they make up new right. slang and like, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I just said a word weird. Yeah. 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 I love that. I'm on board for fierce. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I didn't get it. It wasn't terribly funny. Their products were kind of weird too. Like a single use makeup kit is not exactly environmentally sound. Who's buying that? Who's buying something you can use once and then throw away? Whatever it is, is revenue $20,000. Like, I don't yeah. know how much they were selling it for. And then I was, like, really not into their baby makeup kit. This one is from Mel and Mia. Oh, baby's first makeup kit. Where'd you get this? We made it. We have our makeup company. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know when we were watching this that men wrote this movie, but now that I think about it, they're like, yeah, what would I, what's, like, a an innovative makeup <laughs> thing that women would come up with. Right. Makeup I, for babies. Like, no, they wouldn't. I a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit took that as they're broke, so that's what they give as gifts as their own products. You had yeah. to bring a gift to this show. You think that they oh. just revamped it? That's that's how I interpreted that. Yeah. That it wasn't really meant to be makeup for a baby. It was like we're broke. I'm not buying a gift. That's how I <laughs> okay. Saw that. It did not <laughs> still, didn't land. No. <laughs> the, the best, I'm meeting more than half. As a joke, otherwise, <laughs> yeah, you were being very generous. <laughs> <laughs> the compact that's. Mirrored on the like almost right. like a battleship. Uh, yeah, situation. right. And so or you're you supposed to stand. Face, like, that's <laughs> that was a little too awkward. Very for impractical. Like, that looks very, yeah. They're yeah. not good it's... at coming up with ideas for me. Right. <laughs> it's not their fault. Like it's not Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne's fault. They right. were definitely working with what they had, and they were yeah. doing their best. And then yeah. it turns out, so the two funniest scenes I thought one was the the weed smoking scene. Yeah. And then I really, really was kind of dying when Rose Byrne was doing that weird dance in the <laughs> office when they signed the contract. Yeah. And it turns out that those two scenes were improvised. Oh, there you go. So the only time the movie was really funny was when they were off book. You know, they were just allowed right. to do whatever. Oh, that's funny. I also thought the other <laughs> funny part was when you first meet the two guys, the two bro yes. guys that make oh, makeup. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know it's a surprise to see two straight men. Yeah. We immediately thought they were gay. Yeah. <laughs> there were probably other moments that were improvised. Well, it's more like, and, and also, bro, you know, the part where it's like these two sort of clueless, broy men in the makeup industry. Maybe that's writing what they know a little bit. You know, that's why that landed because <laughs> that like, right, that's their wheelhouse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Those two guys were their proxy for sure. <laughs> I kind of wanted them to get the get some guys to get a little more skewered or something with their right. get some beauty brand but mm. they oh just... by the way one of those the blonde guy was ryan hansen and that's ryan hansen from... who's in veronica, veronica mars, mars but also oh. ryan hansen solves crimes on television oh, the okay. only show that they've written right. <laughs> one okay, episode yeah so they had the, yeah they're like once again we gotta what we know is that ryan hansen's funny let's get him in there mm-hmm. why did they not just let Sanchez Witzel write her own movie. I don't know. I'm really annoyed by that. I also thought that was really strange. The makeup off at the end. You know, the makeup battle. Is that a thing? That especially made her character not make any sense. Right. And that was just like an excuse to get Billy Porter up on that podium doing his pose thing. (laughs) (laughs) It is this Billy D. Williams we have here in Lakes serving us butch, serving us masculinity. Now this will be a straight walk-off. Old school rules. First model walks, 
Second model duplicates, then elaborates. Okay, boys, let's go to work. But I do love that. That makes sense yeah. in that movie. Right. Everything yeah. in that movie does Zoolander, make sense. yeah. Yeah. Zoolander. <laughs> Everything lands in Zoolander. That movie is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I really like Miguel Arteta when he's writing with Mike White. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I mean, I guess I haven't really even seen a lot of other stuff he's done. He did Alexander and the Very Good, No, uh, Whatever, yeah, Horrible, saw, Blah, Blah, Blah. Right. Yeah, was that a kid's movie? Yeah, I yeah. watched that with my kids. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. And then he did a movie I do want to see uh, that might be good for the pod, actually. Duck Butter was written by him and Alia Shawkat. Oh, oh, interesting. And she stars in it. Is she in Arrested Development? Yeah, yes. she's maybe. Okay, yeah. I love... Yeah, no, I like her a lot. She's yeah. awesome. She's really good. I liked her in Search Party. That's a good show. Oh, I yes. recommend that. I she's like really that. good in Whip It. I think that's pretty <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Did you see Whip It? Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I really like that. So that could be good, but that's not this movie, unfortunately. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, but we're talking about Like a Every Boss. Time, I know. I hate to say this for another hot prom, and I hate saying this because I, in general, love her. I don't get what Jennifer Coolidge is doing in this movie. I just don't get her whole thing in this movie. I like, feel like yeah. none of her bits landed at all no. either. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't get what's happening with her. Yeah. How are we going to rebrand for Claire? What is our story? I'm a divorced pet lover. You could use mine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of in general don't vibe with Jennifer Coolidge. She doesn't make me laugh all that much. I feel like a lot of her comedy is based on... She kind of looks like a cartoon, too, with her giant lips. And <laughs> she kind of looks like a cartoon version of like a sexy middle-aged woman. <laughs> but that's her bit, is like she says fucked up shit, and she looks like that. Doesn't work for me. But. It's like they they took all of these elements from successful movies and they're they're like yeah. packaging them together in this. Oh, Jennifer Coolidge was so funny at the salon and Legally Blonde. Let's right. put her in the beauty shop. Yeah, it is kind of like it's her Legally like, Blonde character. It's just like not right. <laughs> but they yeah. forgot that there was a script written too. There, they right. can't, you can't just hire her and then be like, go. Yeah. Yeah. And same with Billy Porter. He's awesome, but I feel like they were kind of leaving too much up to him. Yeah. He seemed like he was left flapping in the breeze a little bit. Mm-hmm. Totally. I feel like Rose Byrne and Tiffany Haddish can handle more of an open concept. Mm-hmm. When they're allowed to be funny, they yeah. can really run with it. But then maybe some of the other actors need a little bit more structure that wasn't provided right. yeah. to them. Which is a shame. <laughs> right. I guess another hot prop, though, for me was just like if Mia... I forget which, which is which. Okay. Mia is, Mia is Tiffany Haddish. Oh, okay. I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mel is Rose Byrne. We can maybe remember that because Mel, like Mel Byrne, like she's Australian. Okay. <laughs> I, don't anyway. I think I'll remember and it, she's though. married to Bobby Cannon. I know. I'm well aware not, of that. They're not they're married. Not, they're, 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 you know, they, yeah. they're, they're married. They're, 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 I like that, though. I yeah. love it when people shack up and don't get married, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever you want to do, obviously, but I like that. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Cannavale is one of Amy's favorites. He's in my top five. Top five. Oh, yeah. I really was excited about this movie, and I thought it had a lot of promise, and I was disappointed. Well, anyway, so I think we, yeah, probably. <laughs> Next call. We can say some nice things. Yeah, the scene with the baby shower, I thought, was very good and yeah. very funny, and then when they were smoking right yeah. by the baby, 
Um, I know the new mom is saying how terrible and difficult it is. Like, this is the first time I've left the house in like three months. You know, she's like, and then she's like, and you gotta do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's totally, it's what motherhood feels like. Oh my God, it's the worst. You have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to But I also feel that way. You know, yeah. I feel like, you know, having kids sucks in a way, but it's because yeah. I always wanted to have like another child and it's like, but that would suck. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, having kids sucks kind of. Anyway, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's terrible and wonderful. Right, it's true. right. But you don't have to do it. I do not feel right, that right, right, right. Yes, I definitely don't, don't feel that way. You do hear that a lot, though. So at least there was that. Like, yeah, they got right. that much of it. Right. And yeah. then I also, I liked the whole sort of idea that they were, for the most part, unapologetically living their lifestyle which was so alternative to the rest of their friends Mm -hmm. you know I feel like other people maybe gave them a bit of a hard time about like oh they still have roommates no one's married no one's having kids but it really worked for them like I loved that they both were having casual sex and it was just like whatever (laughs) and that's also why I feel like I see it more of like a Mm -hmm. sitcom premise they hinted at both people's backstories Rose Byrne's mom was like a drug addict or something yeah yeah she moved yeah. in with Tiffany Haddish when they were in middle school, I think, because her right. mom died or got drunk. I don't think her mom died. No, Tiffany. Yeah, I think her mom. Yeah, felt very TV set up that mm-hmm. like you know eventually some big deal is gonna play that mom. The mom's gonna show up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jane Fonda or something. You know? Yeah, totally. The friend group was kind of confusing to me because I thought that at the baby shower they were all sort of negative towards the girls not being married or having kids or something but then when they broke up they had like the montage of all of them going you guys were such good friends and but I don't know I I guess I was kind of confused I'm like are these good friends or are they like frenemy type friends I feel like they probably all have been friends for a long time yeah and then some of them went off and got married and had kids and then me and Mel did not do that they're just friends from a long time ago and their lives went in different directions, but they still hang out. That is a tr- real thing that happens. We have our friends who have kids. We have friends who don't have kids. You yeah. don't have kids. But we can still <laughs> hang out, and we're not constantly saying, you need to have kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And the one friend, know. the one that was played by Ari Grainer, I mean, I yeah. think she was more, you saw that where she was like a little envious of their lifestyle, and she's like, why didn't you mm-hmm. tell me you were oh, smoking yeah, up that's here? True. You know? yeah. You guys, why didn't you invite me to smoke with you? I did love that. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess there is a little divide, though. They can't be that good of friends because they should have asked her to smoke weed with them, right? They should have known that she <laughs> likes to smoke weed, but they were hiding from their friends instead of hanging out yeah. with them. So I do see your point. Was. Like, I feel like they should have maybe had a little bit more friendship shorthand instead of yeah. that divide at the baby shower. I've been to baby showers where I don't really know anybody except for the mom, so I feel weird about it, but it's not yeah. because I'm anti-baby shower. It was just because of the dynamic. Yeah. But if they really were friends from way back, they wouldn't have had to hide. They could have just been like, I'm going outside to smoke a joint. And then their yeah. friend, their mom friend could have been like, oh, I'm coming with you. Right. It shouldn't have been this secretive thing. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, I guess there was the economic divide, too. Definitely. Like They're like in a mansion. <laughs> really rich. And then... And BML share a house. Right, right. Or an apartment even. I don't know. I couldn't tell. I think it was a house. I think it was from Tiffany Haddish's mom. I thought that was it. Her mom died and left her the house. That's how they even had a house. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a rough one a little bit. 
But I do like that at least that they tried to have people from di- with different lifestyles still hanging out and being friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They tried. I felt like the exposition was not natural at all. They were like literally saying, remember when I when my mom right. was yes. a dry yeah. addict and I moved in with you? Is there not yeah. a more natural way for this to come out? Since right. these people that, know each other yeah. so well and live together. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely for the audience, not natural at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if you just ask someone who doesn't know them, like, why can't Selma Hayek's character ask? about them or something instead. yeah that's i liked the the photo montage of them when they were in college yeah i <laughs> love stuff like I that. that i always yeah. love a like young photo montage i've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of mopey dick if you know what i mean I loved Billy Porter's Witness My Tragic Moment. Yeah. Right. That was so I mean, great. that's why that's in the trailer. Don't hate me. Hate Mel. It was her idea. What? What is it? What's your idea? Hey, witness my tragic moment. And he just makes it look so easy. I just love him. He's, he's really he's awesome. He's great. He's very lovable. Mm-hmm. And his whole deal is just, he's the truth teller, right? He's the funny truth yeah. teller. And that's his thing on Pose, too. Except when he makes you cry. <laughs> Highly recommend Pose, Amy. I know okay. you don't. I don't. Movie, but what I don't even know what it is. Is it's it a, FX? I think. Yeah. It's, about, it's on now. The first. It's not a reality right show. Now. It's no. Like, it oh, okay. It's I don't know dramatic. dramatic. It's Brian Murphy, but oh, you know, like okay. every like tenth one of his projects is brilliant. That's right. One of his brilliant I ones. yeah. I feel like <laughs> anything I've watched of right, like it starts out fine, and then it's like, what on earth is happening? Here? It's about like drag queen houses. Oh, okay. And they do kind of they're like Zoolander walk-offs every Saturday night. They do like competitions, oh, okay. and they all go home with these enormous trophies. You know how much I love people winning trophies for things. Right. I know. <laughs> they live together. Like they their houses. They literally oh, okay. so like share tiny like apartments in New York City. Did you read? Yeah, or, um, House of Impossible Beauties. Did you ever read that book? No. All right. What is it called? It's like the ball. Yes, something. the balls. Yeah, they do okay, balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly okay. that. But it yeah. takes place now? It doesn't mostly take place in the 80s, but then it's... I think, I think so. it starts in, but then they flash back to the 70s a little bit. I think it's mostly the 80s. Yeah. I only saw season one. I, yeah. I need to catch up on it. Yeah, it's in the 80s. I haven't 80s used DVD yet either because it's not... I need it to be on Netflix. Oh, I can't watch yeah. it on live anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Cord cutters. But uh, yeah, it's so good. And he's the host of the balls. He describes everybody's outfits. And then he's also everybody's confidant. Even though there's yeah. warring houses, but he's like the neutral party that everyone comes to and he sorts them out, but he also has his own story. Like he loses a lover to AIDS. Right. And, then... and that's the thing I always like forget. It's like you yeah. watch something that's like gay centric takes place in the 80s. It's like you gotta know what's coming. Yeah, you know? like, I end up being surprised every time. Yeah. Like when I read that book, it was like, oh, right. I should have seen this coming. <laughs> yeah. that half the characters are gonna die. And then there's lots of trans characters played by trans people. Oh, it's cool. really it's a good showcase for trans actors. It's nice to see that. I love the line of you don't even have TurboTax or something like <laughs> that. That was a funny line. Trial you just version like that. Oh, you don't even have the full version yeah, of TurboTax. Yeah, you don't use the trial. That, right. that, that was, was a funny hilarious. line. I can relate to that. I do have my own business sort of. I'm a sole proprietor. For my writing, I have to have like an extra little thing of TurboTax for sole proprietorship, and I begrudgingly purchase it every year when I do my taxes because I'm so <laughs> mad about it. Like, I'm taxes are so fucked up. I, I pay my taxes, FYI. Taxation is theft. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm not a libertarian. I want to pay taxes. I want them to send me a bill or whatever. I want them to do it for me and say this is how much you owe. I don't want to be tricked 
into not paying the right amount and then later having to pay more because they didn't do it right because they made it so fucking hard. They make it right. so hard. <laughs> I, I yeah. know, and then I always feel like, I feel like they know how much you owe because if you pay the wrong amount, they, they know. know. And it's like, why are we doing this? Exactly. Like, right? Then you just send Yeah, me. just send a bill and it's like, you can subtract your deductions yeah. if they apply or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a whole fucking mm-hmm. industry. Oh. Oh, God, <laughs> right. um, yeah, that was a good line. I liked when they were like, I can't believe you don't want one of these. <laughs> Mia's like, what, a pussy cake? <laughs> oh, that cake was that ridiculous. Cake, that was wild, like, yeah. What did you guys do? <laughs> oh, my God. Is this chocolate sprinkles your pubes? This is so beautiful. You talking about this frosted replica of your vagina? I got completely waxed, though. I want a clean workspace for the doctor. That is so considerate. I made them find it. Those are cakes they would be happy about because they all seem like... I think she was. I I mean, yeah. I was just like, wow, that's a vivid uh, imagery. (laughs) I've seen those on the internet. Like, people have made those cakes. Those are real cakes that get made and have baby showers. (laughs) Now, obviously, it's supposed to be funny, right? Right, right. It was just... Anything other than a joke. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was pretty funny, but it was like, oh. I don't want to... That. I would. Well, I, mean, I, I would totally well, it's eat cake. it, but, yeah. you know. I mean, it might be a lot of fondant, but... Right. Oh, right. Fondant, <laughs> not my favorite part. Scrape it up. There's delicious cake underneath. Yeah. <laughs> and then this was improvised. I love the whole bit about, like, there was, like, that one bitchy lady, and when they're smoking weed, they're like, she looked like the Quaker Oats lady. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mia's that like, I happen. just look at her and want to start boiling water. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I just, that whole riff was so that funny. Right. And then she's it's like, like mm, oatmeal like a... sounds really good. I want some oatmeal right now. <laughs> <laughs> As Amy mentioned earlier, we thought you were gay immediately. They're the get some guys. Yeah. I wrote down when they meet Mel and Mia, <laughs> the Veronica Mars dude is like, we follow you on Insta, and you are such an inspo. Ration. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. did he finish oh my that? God. Is that I think, I think so yeah. at the end, but I was like, oh. <laughs> but it was just, it was, this is perfect for that character to say, you know? It is, but, yeah. yeah. And then there was, like, another, uh, like, Tiffany Haddish has the young boyfriend, and they're yeah. very on the level with each other of, like, yeah, we're just having sex and having fun, and... She goes over to the house party for his birthday, and they're having sex, and I don't know, there was something like, basically saying, like, you young people, your whole life, it's like trying to have sex with Instagram Live or something. I don't know, there was some line <laughs> about he's, like, narrating everything that they're oh. doing or something, oh, okay. and it's it a was joke just about like the a, age. I mean, I, I did kind of like that, because... I think that's something that can happen now, yeah. right? You can go to a party if you're dating somebody who's yeah. much younger than everybody there is <laughs> also young. And I like when they saw the the other best friends Yeah, that yeah, was that nice. was... at the party. They saw the younger versions of themselves. I thought that was a good moment. Yeah, that was that. cute. And it gave me the terrible idea for this. Hi, I'm in a very friend. awkward makeup. <laughs> I know. I love your friendship, but maybe you shouldn't be in business. Right. It's like it's becoming clear why yes. this, this not taking Like, off. I'm not really sure if it was supposed to be a good idea or not a good idea. Yeah. That's what I can't tell. Well, I don't see how the best friend thing was a good idea at all. Yeah. But, but the, the thing about the one night stand was funny to me is that, God, almost 20 years ago, I used to work with this girl. So, I mean, I was 27, so I was young, but she was really young. She was like 20, 21, and she said that she had this idea for a project called fast faces 
and she was describing it sort of like ketchup packets but filled with makeup you know she's like for like your glitter and stuff for when you go clubbing and you just have the tiny pockets so when she told me she was like so you know it would be like just use fast faces like you know have a birth string fast faces but you fast faces you know so I always think of her as fast faces So it's funny, it's basically the one night stand thing. And this is one of those people that was like my other friend and I used to like make fun of her all the time because she always said goofy things all the time. <laughs> but then I told my really good friend at the time worked in marketing and she told her boyfriend and her boyfriend thought it was a really good idea. Oh, really? <laughs> her boyfriend did? Yeah. It's the kind of makeup that I guess, yeah, yes, makeup maybe. Great. Wow, yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, like for your glitter. <laughs> Yeah. For when you go to polyesters, literally, that's like where she was. Oh, my God. Polyesters. <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's gone now. It was right by Seattle Center. Oh, like wow. it was spelled Polly Esther's, like two words, like the name Polly yeah. and the name Esther. And it had an 80s room and a 70s right. room. Black so light everywhere. That. You didn't? Oh my God. My, I never my went there. Room, we went there a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> We would sit in the parking lot. We would drive to, we lived in Tacoma at the time. We would drive to Seattle with our magnum of champagne. <laughs> and we would awesome. sit in the parking oh lot and drink the magnum. And then we'd go in and dance until we were sober. And then we'd drive home. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. If only you had, like, ketchup packets of glitter <laughs> for, your, for your glitter. Well, you sweat it all off. And then who cares? I don't know. I don't know. I guess she cared. Okay? Brandy cared. <laughs> Sorry, Brandy. It's, oh. if you need that might have been the same buckets, time period. You might have been partying with Brandy. We might have been. Fast faces, Brandy. Fast it's faces. very possible. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, and then polyester turned into DV8. Oh. Is that uh, what it still which is? Which was spelled DV8, an 18 and over club. I think that was, it was polyester's was 18 and I over think too. so. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. It was like we could go there before we were 21. It was like one of the few places. 18 to party, oh, 21 to drink. The- yeah, which is why we were drinking in the parking lot. Because <laughs> we were not 21 yet. So then DVA, we went to one time and we were like, oh, we've aged out of this. Because <laughs> it really is just like 18 to 21. And then once you're 21, you're too old. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't... The 80s, it was just like modern dance music too. And mm-hmm. we were like, we don't want to hear this. We want to hear only the hits of the 70s and 80s. Right, yeah. <laughs> In Gainesville, there was a nightclub, university club. It was pretty much like the only gay nightclub in the city, and they had drag nights on Monday night. They had a Britpop night, which was amazing. <gasps> Whoa. We would go and dance to like Depeche Mode yeah. and the Smiths and some good times. Britpop yeah. <laughs> nights are the best. Yeah. yeah. My bestie, Faye, who I went to polyesters with, when we, we lived in London for a while, and they had their pop nights all over. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they, they just call it pop there? Well, because it was retro for them at the time. So this was like the, oh, okay. like, 2000, we were there. So they were hearkening back to 1994, basically. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> so With a couple fun. of, like, newer hits in. And then when we got back to Seattle, so we moved from Tacoma to London to Seattle. And we got to Seattle, we're like, we have to find a Britpop night. We just need a Britpop night. And there was one at the Baltic Room once a week. I think it was like on a Sunday night. We would go to that for a while. But then we got tired. (laughs) Because it was Sunday night. Right. And then eventually they stopped doing that. But yeah, Britpop night. The best. Love it. (laughs) Big tangent, but I feel like it was worth it. We talked about some best friends. fast faces. Yeah. Didn't write down that many uh, lines, honestly. That was yeah. about it. I'm sure that the Quaker Oats thing was all improvised. And that yeah. was my favorite part. 
just Tiffany Haddish going off. I mean, she's a treasure. That was very funny. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite just things she ever did was when she announced the Oscar nominees. With, <laughs> like, he knows his name. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to pronounce Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> For a performance by an actor in a leading role, Daniel Kaluuya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Hallelujah. Yeah, Kal- you know it. He know his name. And get out. <laughs> For best documentary short subject, heroin, knife skills, and traffic stop. All these titles make a woman from an urban area very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. No, I'm totally up with you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, she's so great. <laughs> and Rosburn's funny dancing is the best. Yeah. What else does a suicide need, huh? Now, if you'll excuse me. I was excited that the ex-friend ended up being Lisa oh, Kudrow because yes. I do love her, but they didn't really do anything with yeah. that whole thing. That, that seemed a little bit gross, kind of. It was like, oh, now there's just a bunch of women yelling at Salma Hayek. The story was so nonsensical that she wasn't enough of a villain for that to be satisfying. Like, yeah. it was like, oh, yay, look, they're all yelling at Salma Hayek now. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> there was just way too much fighting, being mean to each other, and I didn't buy the whole ghost pepper thing. Like, who would, oh yeah. Like, right. why would you do that? Even if you're fighting with your friend, you're not gonna do that to them. Right. That's, yeah. I just didn't like that. I feel like that's what it really showed that it were written by men. Yes. They're yeah. Like, oh it, yeah. Women love to squabble, right? The whole thing <laughs> felt like write about something that you don't know much about. Yeah. And. That's what you got. <laughs> right. Here's, I know. It was an idea by a woman. Just right. let her write it. Yeah. Ugh. So what we haven't done yet is the lunchtime poll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is what's called a lunchtime poll. So lunchtime poll question was, what small business would you start with your bestie? I think I would do a bed and breakfast. I think that would oh, be wow. so fun. And then I could make cinnamon rolls <laughs> for the guests. Yeah, your cinnamon rolls are coffee. the shit. Are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be my little responsibility, I guess. I don't know. And then <laughs> I'll do some cleaning. I don't know. I think that would be so fun. And we could make friends with all the guests. And <laughs> What so, kind of structure would your bed and breakfast be? Like what kind of house? Because, you know, there's there's all different ways to decorate a bed and breakfast. What would yes. your, like, motif be? Um, The motif, that's a great question. I don't know. I think I'd probably just make it very kitschy, kind of. Oh, okay. It would be fun. Maybe, like, each room could have a theme or yeah. something and have, like, interesting board games and books in the rooms. I think oh, that would like be that. fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, I don't know, maybe have some animals, some cats, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the, cats. You gotta have the cats. <laughs> yeah. So I, th- I think that I would think be a fun one. I think as soon as you open a bed and breakfast, a cat shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Amy? You know, if I had, like, a friend or partner that was really good on the business end of things, then I would love to sell desserts in some capacity, you know, mm. like make brownies yeah. and jar pies or something, you know, oh, or, like, yeah. single-serve zebra cake type of thing. But like, I would not want to do any of business and logistics. But like a little business where it's like, if there's a festival, you have a little stand at that. You know, yeah. not like yeah. an actual shop. Yeah. Or you could have a cart outside a pot store or something. You yes, know, for the lunches or that something. Would be yeah, oh my God, yeah. that would be perfect. <laughs> it's a really good idea. <laughs> 
The only problem with having something like that outside a pot store is that no one walking out of there is high, probably. Oh, right. That's true. <laughs> because yeah. there's nowhere on the premises like, to smoke. You know smoke. you're going to have the munchies later. Right. Yeah. I really wish that they would just allow for right. cafes. they got to start doing yeah. that. Yeah. Or even, like, outside a bar. Do you remember that time on your birthday and we were at Unicorn and we were walking somewhere else and you had that whole thing of cupcakes? Yeah. People were swarming you for it. You know, <laughs> and, like, you true. gave them away for free. But still, yeah. there's something here. Like, yeah. if you just had a little sand just in the middle of, like, Pike Pine Corridor yeah. on a Saturday night... You could sell some Right, some you get a little stuff. square. You could sell some square amp and sell, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to keep moving if you don't have a permit or anything. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that, I mean, that is why we didn't have food trucks in Seattle for so long because yeah. of the food permit stuff, but then they did change it, which is now why we have them. But I still think it's hard. You can't just, like, oh, yeah. put a table out somewhere. Right, I think there's permitting for a truck and there's permitting for a cart and there's permitting for a stand. There's all different yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of research involved. Right, that's for my partner. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like, you know, really? Like, you buy some pot, and then if it's in a jar already, you can just put it in the oven. I would totally do that. <laughs> buy some. Oh yeah, like ramekins. It's like a certain kind of paper that you can put in the oven. Yeah. Oh. Like cupcake. Right. I'm thinking more like cold stuff, like, you know, like that peanut butter mousse. Like, you yeah. could do a little layer. Oh a layer, just like in a, a single serve, like in a little this mason really jar, good. you know, like <laughs> with the crust and the mousse and then whipped cream or meringue on top. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this before, maybe not on the pod, but Amy's got my treats dialed in. <laughs> Everything she makes is my favorite. Oh, it's all so peanut butter and chocolate based. Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> I haven't even had the peanut butter mousse in a while. God. I know, I haven't made that in a while. Don't make that that often. I have to go to a different store to get the stuff for it. But I can do that, you know. <laughs> All right, hint taken. Got it. I mean, got it. Uh, next week, I'm paid in peanut I love the chocolate cake that you make in the bunt. Oh, tin, yeah. And yeah. it's like so. Yeah, so that's moist, also like it's a bunch, really so that would be also be easy to sell <laughs> by the slice. The Chris you know? Burgers, it's not a boring cake. Right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> His husband first saw that cake, he was like, that looks like a boring cake. And right. then he tried it, and that's he's like, slick. oh, it is. I love that. Right. Yeah. I mean, fair, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything. So. But it is. Yeah. It turns it's, out it is. It's really good. <laughs> super special. So delicious. And your brownies are the shit, and your peanut butter cookies with the chocolate chips are the shit. So good. I'm not as into the zebra cakes, but I know that a lot of people are really into them. That's actually my favorite thing I make yeah. is the zebra cakes. And your sons as well. Well, I just got a shout out to my friend Faye, who my polyester sister, she's my bestie in college. We still hang out. Love this girl. We had a million business ideas, <laughs> but one that I still think about a lot was our nacho restaurant. Ooh. And we were going to have a back room with a Britpop night when we first conceived nice. of this That's idea. Amazing. We were like, back room, Britpop night. Front room, nacho bar, there's a million toppings. It's like, you know how a pagliacci, like you get a slice and then it goes through the little toaster? Yeah. Kind of like a like a subway. No one's like grabbing their own nachos. You start oh, with a plain yeah. plate of chips and then you're just like this, 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 this. Put it through the thing. You can oh, yeah. personal nachos at the end. Oh, that is a good idea. Oh, yeah. you could put like beyond idea. on it. Yeah, you, know, you could and, definitely. Any kind of uh, cheese. Right. If you like tortilla, if you yeah. like your cheddar, goat cheese, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Dessert <laughs> nachos, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's such a versatile dish. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. goes for a lot of dietary. Yeah. Vegetarian's gluten-free, right. vegan. We can have vegan cheeses. 
Oh, yeah, it is really easy to customize. It. Yeah. Right. yeah. Tortilla chips are usually gluten free. They right? usually are, yeah. Because they're corn. That's an awesome idea. Yeah. I still like that idea a lot. <laughs> I still think we should do it, Faye. <laughs> I hope you're listening, Faye. <laughs> we should have her on the podcast. Yes, like, I've invited awesome. her. She needs to pick a movie. Okay. I definitely so want cool. Faye on the podcast. She's also who I wrote Sunday Bloody Snow Day with and directed it with. Faye's been mm-hmm. in my life for ages. Love that girl. She was my and one and only we- maid <laughs> in my wedding. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Made of only. <laughs> I think we talked about before, like you have your golden girls, which yeah. you have a few, and then you have your one gray garden person. Gray garden person friend. Right? She's like definitely she's my gray, gray garden friend. Friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depending on how things are. All our raccoons and cats. <laughs> definitely would have to be a dog there too. She's a dog person. The thing she lamented the most when we lived in a series of apartments was that you could never have a dog in an Aww. apartment. Oh, it's hard to find a dog friendly place. Yeah. Oh, very. Oh, well, that was good. That's oh, fun. Lunchtime poll was good, yeah. Lunchtime poll. All right. Any closing remarks about Like a Boss? Um, no. <laughs> um, well, I want to end positive. I really like Rose Byrne's clothes in this movie. Oh. Oh, yeah. She, I, like <laughs> I didn't particularly notice them. Literally. I just liked her style. It was like normie, but with a little bit of... Pizzazz. Little flair. Kind of, yeah, a little flair. <laughs> cool. <laughs> there was something I really liked. I read this review with... Miguel Arteta, where he talked about how Tiffany Haddish was the caretaker on set. And Billy Porter mentioned this in an interview, too. Every Sunday, she'd have a potluck dinner at her house that all the cast and crew could come to. She's awesome. She's just really nice. Yeah, that just kept up morale. Anytime anyone's got a problem, she's there to solve it. Mm, That's good. I always like when it feels like the people had a good time making a movie. Yeah, (laughs) it seems like they really did. Billy Porter had nothing but nice things to say about working Mm. on that movie. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's just, he seems like the kind of person who, if, <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And Tiffany Haddish's stand-up on Netflix is really good. Oh, I um, know. Bla- I think it's mm-hmm. called Black Mitzvah. It's so good. <laughs> awesome. Um, I really and- liked her book, The Last Black Unicorn. And she narrates the audiobook. Ooh, which oh, I highly that's recommend. Awesome. I could just listen to her voice all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta get that. My mom would love that. She loves audiobooks, too. That's it. Like a bug. On the next episode of Paid in Puke, we have shitloads of spirit for Peyton Reed's ahead-of-its-time cultural appropriation indictment, Bring It On, starring Kirsten Dunst, Eliza Dushku, and Gabrielle Union. If you enjoyed this episode of Paid in Puke, please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus. If you did not enjoy this episode, no further action is necessary. Thanks, guys! Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Paid in Puke Pod or join us on Facebook at Paid in Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.